Yo, 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 what up, though? Welcome back to the HBCU as Fuck podcast. I'm your host, Kyle McClenney, a.k.a. Rolling in the City. And uh, I'm going to apologize to my co-host because I got my do-rag on during this recording. You know, I, I heard everyone has <laughs> issues with do-rags and bonnets and shit, so I want to apologize for, you know, not being professional during this recording. But uh, let me see who I got in here with me tonight. It's Sam. You know I know I'm here. I'm like I am. Uh, get my second win because you know I had a, uh, an eventful weekend, but I'll tell y'all about that later. But uh, what up, though? And um, don't worry about the do rag or the bonnet um, in your house because <laughs> you're in your house now. When you step outside your house, that's we should have a conversation with yourself about it. But you know, <laughs> to each his own. To each his own. What up, though? It's Brittany you from the D. You know what I'm saying? Back at it with my friends and shit. Um, yeah, we're going to have to have a conversation about that do-rag and bonnet shit because I suppose the talk of the town and shit, I don't know why everybody up in arms about it, but like Sam said, you in your house. So you can do what the fuck you want to do. You know what I'm saying? But what up, though, everybody? Time to get shit started. Time to talk some more shit today. Right, right, right. HBCU as fuck. And right. So, um... Let me see. Let me see. Real quick. So before we get anything started, so Juneteenth coming up. What y'all got coming up? What y'all got going on? What y'all nakers doing? Um, so I'm gonna be traveling or whatever. So I'm gonna be like, I'm gonna be turned up. I'm so I told myself um that I was going to actually celebrate Juneteenth, like literally make this a holiday from here on out. I think yeah. I started like a couple of years ago, like before the pandemic, mm-hmm. um, to make it an actual holiday. Like I know we talked about Juneteenth and, you know, we kind of, you know, touched on what it meant or whatever, but, and I don't, I can't say when I grew up, I knew exactly what it meant, but now that I know and I've, you know, learned about it, I told myself I wanted to start traditions with celebrating it like it's the 4th of July type shit. So I'm going to be traveling. I'm going to be turning up. I'm gonna be getting drunk and shit. Um, you know, and I'm going to be trying to support one of my things is to try to support a black business on Juneteenth, mm-hmm. like whether it's like go to a black restaurant or, um, you know, su- support any type of black business rock and buy product or whatever. Um, that's one of the traditions I want to do. So I'll probably be traveling and supporting a black business by getting turned up at a fucking black restaurant or some shit. You know what I'm saying? Keeping the tradition going. Got you. What about y'all? I'm gonna spend my Juneteenth in the D. Um, that's the plan so far. Go do some black shit in Detroit. That's all my God. Um, but you know, and for those who don't know what uh, Juneteenth is, that is the um, Emancipation Day, also known as the um, the Black Fourth of July, in quotes. You know, that's when we celebrated our independence from being enslaved in America. So, um, it, and I like that uh, it is a holiday that's vastly spread. Um, in my company, in my field, um, now my job ain't did it yet. They ain't jumped on board. But a couple of my uh, stakeholders and associates are letting me know that they're going to be closed on the 21st because um, <clears throat> they observe in Juneteenth that's fall on Saturday this year. And I, I was like, that's what's up. You know, I was I was happy to see that. So, you know. Happy Juneteenth, everybody. 
you know, by the time y'all hear this, it'll be the hero pass. So I hope y'all celebrate and um, and turn up one more time. Right. I don't got too much planned. Um, I might go. I think I know here in Louisville they having like a festival downtown off the water. So. Um, mm-hmm. I'm definitely going to go down there and support a lot of businesses in general. So I think I'm going to just go in and I guess you could say conversate and, you know, meet up with all the other black people and just have a good time for real. Um, and one of my other questions is nowadays you, you kind of see, maybe not a lot, but you see white people that want to participate in Juneteenth. What is, what would you say a respectable way for them to participate? White people? Yeah. Non-blacks. Or just non-blacks in general. Um, well, first acknowledge um, because I'm still uh, a little hot off the um, the silencing or the um, cutting off the parts of the Memorial Day speech when the gentleman from um, the military was making a speech on Memorial Day mm-hmm. and um, they silenced when uh, the microphones and cut feeds, when he began to talk about the history of Memorial Day and how it was founded by um, African-American soldiers in a parade and um, an event that sparked, I believe, um, in South Carolina. So he began to get into the history of that and they cut his microphone. Wow. Yeah. So um, that just, I mean, we got work to do. With Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but um, you know, for those who are allies, and we do have our allies, it's just all about um, your approach. Um, you know, we do have people who think they're allies, but then they say, mm-hmm. have statements that are uh, just filled with microaggressions mm-hmm. or and things of that nature. You know, they say, I'm an ally, and, um, you know, I, I love Black people. I don't see color. And then after you get done with a meeting, you was, they go, oh, I'm surprised you're so articulate. Like, oh, okay. Right. Yeah. That's a big back ass backhanded compliment you know mm-hmm. so but then you have those who just understand like you know they have not taken accountability for what they have been given for so long and now that is brought to their attention they're you know can't just stand to the sideline and not acknowledge acknowledge in real time so yeah you know just be an ally um acknowledge in real time if you don't know educate yourself it is not your token black friends responsibility to educate you on what you don't know about the black experience is out there is books mm-hmm. is literature mm-hmm. is social media accounts is literally every um, avenue that you prefer to be educated from youtube videos and on to um to do that so you know educate yourself and if you do have questions then come to your friend but they're not and then also realize that every black person's experience is different mm-hmm. um <laughs> So you can't take one person's black experience and let them speak for the entire race. Yeah, you know, right. a lot of times we find ourselves, especially as professional black people, or going into um, work environments, being the only black person there, and then you say something, and then they want to take that as representation of the entire race. So, mm-hmm. uh, just a few tips. I mean, and again, those just a few tips. I mean, we got uh, hundreds of years. Of- <laughs> yeah, the situations right that we can go on and on and on about, but again, that's why it's not our job to educate because it's you know we were born into it. I think um, just piggybacking off of what Sam said, like 
I think the number one thing with any group of people to be able to celebrate anything is to have people who are advocating for them to provide them the space to be able to do so. Like, just because you advocate doesn't mean you have to be involved. And I feel like Mm -hmm. in a way that's like, oh, like I'm white, I have to be at a black restaurant on Juneteenth. Like, it's more like this is their time. This is our time to be able to have our moment with this celebration. Being able to um, bring knowledge to yourself about the, the celebration, um, but also being able to um, stand against people who may be against you, um, people celebrating Juneteenth or, um, you know, just being able to provide the space for us to be able to celebrate it without being overbearing. Like, mm-hmm. oh, I have to be here with you on this, in this restaurant or, oh, I have to to celebrate with you because I have this guilt that says that I have to help you. Help mm-hmm. doesn't mean physical. It, it also means access. And a lot of like white people may have access that black people don't have. So being able to provide that access mm-hmm. will be a great way for, for them to be able to help without, you know, them having to get some type of um, acknowledgement from it. Yeah. Like, so yeah, that's- going off of what Sam said, being able to advocate finding different ways to advocate without having to be a part mm-hmm. is very important. That, that's, that's key. Cause like, that's how, like, I just, I gotta be straightforward. That's how white people take over like black stuff or try to coin it more than what we have. You feel me? So, um, and just pretty much the term culture vulture type thing. You feel me? So it's like, that's what yeah. <clears throat> I just, I just think, you know, they should just educate themselves and just spread the word amongst their races because it's a lot of black people that's, you know, they're just getting catching wind of this, this actual holiday and everything. And actually mm-hmm. still dig, I'm still digging deeper into the actual meaning of it and everything. I, I got the basis, but I was like, okay, well let me get more history on it and everything. So I'm still digging deeper and all that stuff. So I feel like, you know, getting your information and just spreading it amongst your people and everything. Cause people are going to see us, and I would say, wow, no, you're going to see us turned up, having fun and everything, and people not going to understand why. They'd be like, well, damn, why they buy so much liquor right there? Like, they must be having a good time. Like, no, nah, somebody just educated me. Like, no, nah, you know it's Juneteenth. It's a holiday. It's the, the day they was freed, and, you know, just go on from there. I feel like if you educate yourself mm-hmm. and spread amongst, you know, it'll eventually become a worldwide national holiday, you know? Cause when I was first yeah. in life, um, it was when I actually came to Kentucky State, and I ran and um, – those who come from Hopkinsville, they have always done a big celebration. Um, you know, I guess for years now, they um, it's a big day, it's a parade, it's a whole a whole lit situation um, and a celebration. Okay. And so uh, they used to leave school, not leave school, but if they were in summer school, you know, um, or if they were in Frankfurt, um, they would leave during that time to make sure they would go home, you know, for the celebration. And um, that's when I became aware. <clears throat> Um, uh, of it, and then you know, I looked into it and said, "Oh wow, this is a big deal. Well, I see why y'all celebrate." Well, you know, I wish the rest of the country were going on, but I was in Kentucky, so I was surprised that I, you know, the more urban areas, right. the more you know, the cities and things of that nature weren't all into it. You know, you would think it would have been Louisville, you know, or even Lexington. You know, it was Hopkinsville, but of course, that's the more southern part of the state, and I'm pretty sure this is a little bit more, um, you know, in the south. Yeah, the South would know a little bit more better. Um, not more better. The South would know better than uh, the Yankees, you know. 
And, and I, I think it's also important to know, and y'all can fact check me, my understanding of Juneteenth is that the day that we celebrate it is the day that Galveston, Texas, got word, like the slaves from Galveston, Texas, got word that they were free, which was mm-hmm. two years after the Emancipation Proclamation. Mm-hmm. So that's why Juneteenth is the holiday. So it's very widely, you know, it's a very big deal in Galveston, Texas. Um mm-hmm. But that was like the reason why it's such a like some people are just like why is it such a big deal? That's why like they were still having slaves after slaves were supposed to be free. I mean, it was like two it, years it, after, right? You mm-hmm. know, it's the 1800s. So, Ain't like they could put it on TikTok and everybody knew it's in seconds. Right, <laughs> right. Yeah. So okay, can you imagine if somebody knew that letter was coming too? They probably burned it five hundred times before it made it out. Right. <laughs> yeah, I do wonder how they got told like somebody. <laughs> Somebody riding by on the horse, like, like hey, somebody y'all free. was like, "What? Like, we all three? What does that mean? Like, yeah. what?" <laughs> also, I want to point out, um, it's a great documentary if y'all haven't watched it on Netflix called "High on the Hog." Um, it's a documentary about, yeah, it's a it's a documentary about African American food and how it's embedded into American culture, mm-hmm. um, and the origins of these meals that we make. Like, of course, we know them because it's like us type shit but they talked about Juneteenth on the show um it's it's like a it's a mini series or something like that or a limited series but it's really really good it gives a lot of history about the origins of a lot of the foods that we make um and why they're so important you know in American culture now so I would definitely recommend that people check that out I I really loved it it was a great it was a great doc well, well, besides that, happy Juneteenth uh, to as it's coming up to everyone. Uh, let's go ahead and get the show started. Let's go to our HBCU of the week, and that's going to be Miles College. So before you we said get, Miles, yeah, Miles College. Oh, okay. Go ahead. So exciting. <laughs> that's what I was saying. Right. Like they like a they like a second rivalry for me. I don't really. Like, I guess when it comes to band in school, even just in sports, too, they always just seem like to have, like, this animosity with us for some reason. But I know we've never been, like, yeah. we've always been aggressive, too, though. But, um, but yeah, uh, shout out to them. They're still part of the HBCU family and everything. It's all love with them. But, but like I said, I have kind of, like, a little beef with them personally. Uh, let's Push see. Up. All right, so... Miles College. Miles College began organization efforts in 1893, but was founded in 1898 by the Colored Methodist Episcopal Church. It was chartered as Miles Memorial College in honor of Bishop William H. Miles. And in 1941, the name was changed to Miles College. In January 2020, Charles Barkley, who was an Alabama native, donated $1 million to Miles College under his first female president, Dr. Bobby Knight. Barclays gift, the biggest donation from a single person that the school has ever received. Um, Dr. Knight said that the donation will kickstart efforts and to raise $100 million. So Miles is in the um, SIAC and it's um, accredited by the Southern Association of Colleges and Schools. Um, it offers, my bad, they offer 25 different bachelor's degrees in um, business and accounting, communication, education, humanities, natural sciences, and mathematics, social and behavioral sciences as well. Miles College is one of the 41 schools 
in the nation with a center of academic excellence under the office of the director of national intelligence. So, um, you know, Miles is in um, almost in the heart of Alabama. Yeah, I got. They have their marching band. I got family you know. in Birmingham and everything, and they they champion. Uh, I mean, they love you know the road tie for sure. That's my family for sure. Uh, but they definitely champion Miles College. So like before, I think the year before I was going to Kentucky. Actually, the summer before I was going to Kentucky State. Um, shout out to my cousin, cousin Reggie. Uh, he was always always talking about Miles College. Like, oh yeah, you can't wait, can't wait for you to come out here to Miles. You're like, yeah, you ain't ready for they bang, you ain't ready for they like because. You know, I guess they have this little talk about them. Like, you know, in the South, in the HBCU world, you know, most of those schools are in the South and everything. So they really love and champion their Southern pride, I guess you could say. Absolutely. <laughs> but, um, let's see. Uh, oh, shoot. Uh, the motto for their school is knowledge and, pe- knowledge and peace and love for all. Uh, student body is about 1,500. Um, so I had, I don't see anything about their student to teacher ratio, but I'm sure it's, it's probably like, I'm not going to, I don't want to like put anything out there, but just don't quote me on it. But I'm sure it's like, you know, like a 40 to one, 30 to one at that point, hopefully. Um, but they have, I mean, a, uh, they got a staff of 135. They got, uh, oh, yeah. They got 1,500 students, so those, those classes can get pretty small. Could be like one to six. Yeah, I didn't know they were so small, but I just remember like going to Miles and they were really aggressive. I'm like, what's going on? Like, why is everybody so wild? Like, I wasn't even playing. Like, I was just staring at them the whole like, time. I'm just like, trying to get nachos, why are we bro. I'm so hard. Like, I'm confused. Like, what the fuck did we do to these niggas? Like, why are they so upset? And then it was adult men. I'm like, is, are they college students? Or they could just <laughs> grab the niggas off the streets. Like, they were college students. <laughs> listen, that was, was a wild ass trip anyway because we had took them wild ass buses down with full TVs in the fucking bus. Do y'all remember that shit? I know I'm not yeah, tripping. Yeah. I'm like, why the fuck do we have these old ass buses going down to Alabama? But it was a good trip. It was a fun trip. And Miles, they are out of control. But shout out to them. Yeah. For being the HBCU of the week. Absolutely. Uh, every time I've been to Miles, it's been an experience. They are an aggressive group. They got a lot of school spirit to tell you that. Them 1,500 students go hard. So, mm-hmm. um, they show the fuck But uh, I appreciate and respect the rivalry between um, uh, K-State and Miles. It's a good one. It's always a game. That I enjoy whether Miles comes up here or we go down there. Um, it's one of those games you look forward to every single year. Um, hmm all right, so we're going to get to our HBCU Bands Do a Better segment. Uh, we're going to show off Miles College Band. Um, what's their uh, mascot? The Golden Bears, right? That's it. All right, yeah, we're going to show them off. Uh, we're going to play Dirty Diana for y'all.
right, so for the topic I got for today is support. So I wanted to speak on the type of support you get on the HBCU campus versus maybe in the real world. Do you think there's a difference? Do you feel like it's the same? Um, and I'm just talking about different types of support. You can talk about the support that you get from HBCU people that you met out in the world versus uh, just meeting a person that went to a PWR, PWI or maybe not went to a college. So uh, I just wanted to just speak on the different type of supports that you may get or receive on or off a uh, HBCU campus. I mean, so one of the things that um, well, you I noticed that they have at like a white school is like a black student union. And that's something that like brings the black people together and help them, you know, you know, it's a support for those um, African-American students on those larger campuses. Well, I feel like at an HBCU, that's not needed because we are the Black Student Union. You know, is you're going to a school where that's what it is. So um, other than that, though, I really don't know because I haven't experienced too much time um, at a PWI. But yeah, I, that is something that Brittany can speak on because she is one who has had both experiences. Yeah, um, like Sam was saying, like the support services look a little different um, at an HBCU than a PWI because I went to both. So like, like at a PWI, you have like the multicultural office where at HBCUs don't you don't necessarily have that because there's no. I wouldn't necessarily say there's no reason to not to have to yeah. not have that. Um, but it's more of a, um, you know, it's it, you're in a position at a PWI where the majority is going to be white students um, and you need a safe space. Whereas at a black school, we are a safe space. You know what I'm saying? So a lot of like the services that are offered at PWIs are spaces, safe spaces for students. Um, it's already embedded into a lot of the HBCU culture. Um, and that's what kind of what I noticed, like a lot of things about race isn't necessary. Um, a lot of the resources about race isn't necessary at a um, HBCU just because race isn't really an issue mm -hmm. at an HBCU. You know what I'm saying? Um, but let I'll me, go ahead. Let me ask this. Um, so we got the school part. So let's let's talk about like in HBCU versus the regular world. So like when you have a business going and everything and let's say you post it on social media do you see most of your hbcu friends showing that that big support system still um do you think or is it like do you see other black people or like friends and family and everything giving that same support because honestly like the hbcu is like your family and everything too so like i get that support but it seems like you know you get that extra push sometimes from your hbcu family yeah I would agree. Um, I feel like the my like HBCU support system is a little bit stronger. Just you know, through social media and things like that. I do have a lot of support from like personally support from my like family and friends and stuff. Same. But that HBCU um support that it just hits a little bit differently. Mm -hmm. Um, I do have a lot of people that I've met at a PWI that are advocates mm -hmm. that support as well. Right. Um I would say like the support is a lot smaller at the HBCU than the PWI, but the support is, it seems like it's more genuine. Mm -hmm. 
if that makes sense. Yeah. Um, because you do connect with people that, you know, you have a smaller group of people to connect with. So the, the connections you make are a little bit more genuine than the ones at, at least at the H, at the PWI that I went to. My, my PWI was pretty big. Yeah. I was about to say, you, you can make a big impact on those, on like, the campus that small like if you even went to miles college 1500 students you know even mm-hmm. if you just rapped or danced or something it's easy to to get that around as you know you have the whole campus looking at you but on a pwi that's probably like your dorm your whole dorm knowing about you type thing right right yeah it's it was wild because i realized like to be honest when I got to know all the black students at my PWI, it was honestly the same at an HBCU. It's just like, if you took an HBCU and put it on a very large campus, mm-hmm. like, and it just wasn't the primary, that's pretty much how the black students, they, they do the same, it's the same type of culture. It's just, they're not predominant at a PWI. Right. So it's like, it's non-existent, like as far as it mattering. But if you took those students and just, segregated them or not necessarily segregated them but you know gave them their own space mm-hmm. that's pretty much what an hbcu is i try to explain that to a lot of students like it's pretty much the same thing but the culture is the same which i i thought it was going to be different um so i was really surprised that it was you know kind of the same element but yeah i definitely agree with you okay so i i got a question so what so what resources because we all went to HBCUs. What resources were on campus that were available to you that you took advantage of that helped get you through college? Like there were, there was a, you know, people that were able to help you get through. Cause I had people helping me finesse this uh, balance that I had. I had a whole ass balance mm-hmm. to get through. And I just was telling them that I was going to pay it, but I didn't, you know, I'm going to be honest. Like I didn't pay shit until after I graduated because I needed my fucking, you know, but what support, what services did y'all have that helped y'all get through y'all college, like, experience? Mine was mainly, um, besides, like, family, uh, supporting from a distance, um, immediately, I think mainly just friends, like my my band family. um, You have a, some people may have professors, counselors um, that you meet on campus, uh, I don't think I've met anyone in the town of Frankfurt personally. Uh, alumni. That's another thing. For me, it was the uh, the band culture, and then um, and like I obviously say, you know, being a drum major also helped. I had people who looked out, and then working in Frankfurt. You know, as I got older, and I started. Um, like working at the YMCA and and doing little things around town and helping out here and there and seeing these people not only um, in their professional roles, but, you know, I work at the local YMCA. So when I run in the summer camp, oh, these are the faculty and staff students that are going to the summer camp and stuff like that. So I'm getting to see them in their personal lives. So um, in that way, I was able to meet a lot of connections outside of, you know, the band world. I was able to meet personal connections mm-hmm. like, uh, I used to work out at the Y, and um, and the time I used to work out, which was on my break, I would um, get on the elliptical, and then it was on um, this random black dude's uh, time. He would work out every time, so we would see each other on the elliptical every day. Mm-hmm. And after a while, he was like, "Oh yeah, you can't say drum major." And I was like, "Yeah." And after a while, I and I just you know 
I'm in my own world. And then next thing you know, he was a special assistant to Dr. Cyrus. But, mm. Oh, that's you. So, you know, I got to know him. And outside of, you know, me having a problem at school, no, this was just a gentleman at the Y trying to get his workout on, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And then one of my students ended up being um, one of the Bursar's children. And it was just, that's how I got to know different people who work for the university. It's just what I did, you know, my extracurricular or my work at the time out in the community. I had family that went to um, Kentucky State, so I had an uncle and aunt, um, rest in peace to her. Um, mm. So I I used them as, like, my my main, main source. So, like, if I needed something on campus, like if I had a bill and I couldn't get on in classes, like, hey, do you, you know anybody that still work on campus that can, you know, help me out with this? And they knew, um, I can't even think of his name. I can see his face and everything. Kappa, uh, older gentleman. Uh, Mr. Banks. Uh, Banks. Yeah. Shout out to him. Shout out to Brown <laughs> Banks, yeah. So, Shout out to Mr. Banks. So, yeah. Like, just follow follow like him that. on Facebook. <laughs> yeah, so just people like that in general. Like, um, I think on HBCU campus, it's just about sometimes it can get to the who you know that can get you through there. Right. Yeah, I I think I forgot which department she worked in technically, but Dr. Betty Fritz Cook, rest in peace to her, um, she did the... She did the um, UN was it UNV? Yeah, something yeah. like that. Yeah, yeah. Freshman orientation. She was, she was dope. She really like helped me. She was a great resource. She actually wrote one of my recommendations to get a Beta Sigma. I'm not even gonna hold you. She was like that B. Like I'm not even gonna call her on her day, but she was great. <laughs> she was a great person to connect with. It, I was really sad that she like passed okay. away when I heard about that but on top of being um, oh i was gonna pick it no go ahead go ahead oh on top of the up being an awesome teacher and like she you know she supported all of her students she also knew how to put on a production too you know she was over you know the coordinations um different badges we have on campus and nobody has been yet to touch you know her work um, people have come close, but she mm-hmm. did a damn good job. Um, <clears throat> so, yeah, yes, congratulations to her. Um, if you were able to pass the case state while she was there, mm-hmm. um, I was. Uh, we were lucky enough to be some of her uh, students at the end of her tenure. So, shout out to Dr. Betty Priscilla. Yeah, every uh, yeah. H- every HBCU has those people that are like hidden gems um, every school really um, has like those hidden gems of people that just work magic for some reason <laughs> yeah we can hear you asia well, we can girl we can barely we gotta we hear now, hair we... and her and, and and we go ahead girl go ahead and speak because you've been talking okay let us know what the fuck you've been doing because we ain't know we've been talking over your ass so go ahead <laughs> Right, time out. We got Asia in the building. What's up? How you doing? Hey. Asia on the road with it. She's been trying to chime in. Yeah, I'm on the road with, with my twins. Um, but no, I, I just wanted to see you back with Dr. Betty Fritz because she was my main DIT. 
when I was there, as well as Mr. Robert, um, and Miss Watson and Mrs. Rivers, they were my go to when I got there too. Um, shout out to my Miss Cashew when I came in with Miss Shakoya Hayes. She was also my big sister when I was there. Um, so yeah, I just it was. I think I think as far as HBCUs and having more of that network for somebody being here to help you get through your college experience and even after, um, I think we have a pretty dope, a pretty dope uh, line of, of, of pipelines. I think that's what I'm trying to say. Okay. Yeah, that's what I'm trying to say. Okay. <laughs> what you doing for Juneteenth? Well, Frankfurt is having a, um, a, a reopening at South Frankfurt Park, so we're gonna we're gonna be in the community that day to celebrate. Okay, what's up? And I don't know really how I want to work this out yet, but I want to get like gifts for people I care about. But supporting black businesses, like gifts from black businesses for Juneteenth, like yeah. make it a a big deal. Um, I don't know, like you know, the details of that yet. But I do want to do something traditional every year for Juneteenth because it's like, what the yeah, fuck? We turn like, it yeah, we 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 don't have to just have fireworks. We, this could be a gift giving holiday type thing. Exactly, like we gotta do something because we do shit on every other holiday. Really, because it's an off day, we do shit on every other holiday. Let's be real. Um, it doesn't matter what day it is, as long as we have it off, we're we're gonna celebrate it. Um, but I do want to make a tradition out of it, like some sort of way. So I yeah, I'm, I'm looking no, forward to it. I don't want no tangerines or no hand carved wooden instruments. So. <laughs> <laughs> You want no cocoa butter? You can't get no. I don't want no incense. I don't want no cocoa butter. No, I want like legitimate gifts. I want like real gifts, but I'm a practical gift giver. Like I don't like to give people gifts that they're not gonna actually use. Like I don't like trinkets and shit. Like if I give you this shit, this is shit you're gonna use every day or something. You know, use regularly or some shit. So yeah, I don't know. I'm. I want to get into some shit. I don't know. Figure it out. No, I was just kidding though, because I, I didn't take it too far with the cocoa butter and essence because I do like both. <laughs> Those are practical for me. <laughs> no, but I get what you're saying though. You don't really want like no shit from a booth. I mean, you appreciate yeah, it. Hey, you, you don't want shit that you buy yourself regularly. Like yeah, we always, yeah. I buy myself incense and shea butter. Like I don't need you to buy me this shit that I, because you're probably not going to get the brand that I like. Man. I don't like this incense stank. Like, you know, all are created equally. Like, what the nah. fuck? So, I get it. I don't know how it feels someone bought me a dashiki, bro. I, I personally <laughs> wouldn't know. I, like, I don't want to offend my culture, but I'm like, I wouldn't. I don't know. I have to do something with it, though. I wouldn't turn it down, but I will be, I'll be shocked a little bit. Like, okay. Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> I want to do some, like, I would, like, if, if I was giving gifts to y'all, I would give y'all a black Detroit gift. You know, a gift that supports a black yeah. business owner from Detroit. Like that would be authentic because it's like y'all yeah. from Detroit. You know what I'm saying? Type everybody shit. get Detroit so, versus everybody hoodies from me. Nah, for real. Like legit. 
that would be authentic as fuck, you know? But, like, I want to do something like that where it's, like, thoughtful. And it's something to celebrate the holiday. You know, because Christmas, we just buy gifts. Like, it don't fucking matter. Like, we can do the same thing for, like, one gift for Juneteenth or something. Yeah. I'm about to say, plus, like, yeah. that helps them businesses out, too. People can shop on shop on their free time. People mm-hmm. especially put a business card in there. Like, oh, you got it from here? Okay, I'm about to shop there. I like this. You feel me? Especially if it's right up the avenue with the gift. You feel me? Right. Exactly. All right. Uh, so you support a black business, but you send a gift to somebody else. Um, mm-hmm. it's yeah. Charitable, not charitable, but black business gift giving giving from black. We'll figure it out. I'm gonna come, we'll come up with a black giving. Yeah. Or we can do like a black ass like weekend where we can like hang out and we can go like together. You know what I'm saying? Like travel to meet each other and hang out. Like I don't know. We'll figure it out. We'll get something together where we'll make it a tradition every yeah. couple of years. Every year. And we could change it. Shit. We can get gifts one year. We could travel the next year. Like I don't care. I really don't fucking care. I don't know. I'm with it. We're gonna plan this shit out. And then we gonna we gonna follow up. Right. Exactly. And let y'all know what we come up with. But we're gonna do it early exactly. enough so y'all can do it with y'all people too. Right, right. As long as I'm supporting a black business, which I'm gonna do anyway, it don't have to be Juneteenth, I'm cool with it. You yeah. know. All right, we're gonna get into our this is not HBCU related but segment. Uh this is a segment where we just Get off the HBCU campus for a second. Just talk about what's going on in the world, in your lives, anything on your mind, mm-hmm. uh, any conspiracies, okay. anything that you're watching on TV, books, anything. So mm-hmm. let's, let's talk about it. What you got? Okay, let's talk about this. Okay, so this fucking bonnet. Okay, so this bonnet and durag shit is really pissing me off. Okay, so the initial subject was like bonnet at the airport, which I didn't understand because Motherfucker, I wear my bonnet at the airport because I don't want to fuck my hair up when I'm riding on the plane. I'm gonna, you know, hold on, look, wait a minute. Hold on, my my, uh, my bad. I, I got kind of too excited. Um, people keep talking about this bonnet at the airport shit, and my thing is like, why is it a problem to wear your bonnet at the airport if all I'm about to do is sleep on the fucking plane? Now, it'd be different if you wear it to the store, which at the same time, why is it any of our business what the fuck other people do with their body and hair? But bonnets on the plane, I don't see an issue with that personally because I wear my bonnet on the plane because I'm sleepy so I can turn up at the motherfucking destination so my hair won't be fucked up. So I don't understand why this is an issue and why Monique felt the need to include herself in this. We don't give a fuck about your opinion, boo. We don't give a fuck about your opinion. Oh, we gonna, no one at. She's gonna say, "Just come when you're ready." She's gonna she's gonna come when she's ready. That's what she's gonna exactly. So, how do y'all feel about the bonnet do rag fiasco? I don't know what the fuck to call it, but how do y'all feel about it? Uh, okay, I, I gotta do it right, right now, say it. so I'm, I'm gonna just a, stay quiet right now. <laughs> I'm a uh, here's my time. Um, yeah, I get exactly what you're saying. But a do both of these things are personal items. So now you don't want to get your hair messed up on the plane. So why can't you just put it on when you get like in your seat? Because the rest of the airport is a store, 
a shopping mall, a restaurant. It's all that combined into one. But you are right. When you're in your seat, now you're in your personal area. So just slap it on or do whatever. Ride it for the ride. But then when you get off the plane again and you're going back into the public areas, I do think, you know, it's 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 small. You can snatch it off, put it in your pocket, and keep it moving. Is the hair done under the bonnet is the question. That's 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 one thing for me. If your hair is done, I can re- understand it. If you going on a flight, nine times out of ten, it is. Yeah, so, I mean, I get that. I guess my thing is, like, I don't shop at any of the fucking places. <laughs> and I ain't about to carry no fucking body around. So the head is where it's going to sit. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Now, if I can see if you just, you know, eating. Because some people do go to the airport. They sit down at a restaurant. They drink. Like, I'm not a person that's going to put a body on to go outside in the outside area and do stuff. You know, just in general, like I'm not a person that's like, oh, I need to go to the dollar store. I'm gonna keep my bonnet on, you know, to do that. You know, so I can understand the public area and shit like that. But for me, when I go to the airport, I literally go it through and then I go to my seat and sit down. Now I can understand in some aspects, like, okay, this is a public space. Why do we have to have our bonnets on? But in the other spaces, it's like, even if I disagree with that, it's like that's their business. Like, who am I to tell them? I personally don't care. Yeah, like if I go ahead, I don't wear bonnets or or do rag most of the time. Either my hair is too long for or it's too short for me. But that's what I mean. That was just me, my personal rules. But when I see somebody, I really don't care. Like I don't care. I mean, only thing that is awkward though is when they make you take your your bonnet off anyway at TSA. Yeah, I don't know if I necessarily. I don't know. Maybe I probably have put my bonnet on after TSA. Okay. But I probably I know that well. Because I'm like okay. I used to be on some ghetto shit. It used to be riding Greyhound. I didn't give a fuck. I would just walk in that bitch with my bonnet on. (laughs) But I know I did wear my at least wear my bonnet on the plane. I don't know if I walked through TSA with my bonnet on because I've never had them say take your bonnet off but they would still even with my hair done be like oh we need to check under your hair even if a bonnet is off you know like mm-hmm. patting on my head type shit but I don't know I don't see why it's such a big deal because if it's other people who's gonna do what they want regardless of what people think of them why is it even a, a topic you know what I'm saying like yeah. why do you care about what other people do with their fucking hair and shit but I don't know. I don't see it as a big deal. I don't, at least in the airport aspect. Now, if you just like, oh yeah, let's go out to dinner. Like, we about to go to Bibi Hana. You about to bring your bonnet. No. No. Yeah. You need to take that shit off. We're, we're about to get that fucking choo-choo trying onion going. You need to take that shit off, bitch, and pay attention to what's happening around you. But that's just my opinion. Everybody else can talk. Well... I was Not to do that. So, you know, when it comes to pretty much, I guess it's the 
our generation to the younger ones under us. They not that they don't fear, you know what I'm saying? It's just not really a big deal. And I think it's more so too of a stereotype. Like, you know, they always trying to pin black people being ghetto. So it's like, you know, you got the black folks that frown upon their own black folks. Like, you know, you giving them another stereotype to to call us ghetto and why you know they don't get certain things because we over here, you know, just being ghetto, like why are we like this things of that nature. But that's just my view on it. So, I mean, I it's, it's just been overused. That's the thing right now. Because, you know, again, everybody got their emergency situations. I mean, right now, just the bonding is just equivalent to, you know, your grandma or your mom wearing hair rollers in this car, to, you know what I'm saying, to the store. That's all they would. I guess that's the point they're really trying to make. But um, it's just it's just being over. It's it's a difference again from running to the store or like Brittany, you go to sleep on the plane. Like, you know, some people wear uh, eye covers when they go to sleep. So yeah, if you want to wrap your hair, put on an eye cover, put on some high headphones that got a sweet ocean music so you can go to sleep in the plane, cool. But you all got people, you know, who wear do-rags and, and hair covers because it's just um, kind of, Part of the, the go-to for not you know, mm-hmm. grooming yourself. And I guess that's the two perspectives, you know. You know, some people like us, you know, we're like, man, shit, I, I really, I'm just, it's an emergency. I'm about to run here, do this, do this, do that, or want to sleep on the plane, real, or, you know, or something like that. But you got people who are just using these tools to be, to not groom themselves. And then they walk around with it on days. And then, you know, you got them bonnets that split in half in the back. They look like they've been used for bibs, got barbecue <laughs> sauce on them. Um, and, you know, these nasty do-rags, you know, it's been, you know, you done had it so long that the, uh, okay, well, you wrap it around your head about 14 times. You see the stretch marks in that bitch. The all the way out. Yeah, like, like the ripples right here and shit. Yeah. yeah. Speaking so, of do-rags, they actually do have like a, I don't know if it's a festival, but it's like a like a whole do rag revealing situation <laughs> in North Carolina that yeah, I yeah. really want to get into. Like I'm not even gonna lie, because I'm like I'm not ready for it. I can. I'm just tell. into I'm not... like the the blackest shit that we can do in this world. Like I really want to get into that. So like they had these like do. I don't know if it's a, I don't again, know if it's technically cases, a festival. Though, in both cases, looks, there are the exception. Like some. You know, some headscarves or bonnets and all this stuff, they dressed up. They look like they're supposed to be a part of the outfit. You know, people dress around, they do rags. And you're like, oh, you don't look bad. So, again, <laughs> it's it's whatever. But if you're just using that shit to not to be trifling and not group yourself, <laughs> that is the problem. Yeah, and that's right. where the problem lies. And I guess people are scared to say that. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? That's mm-hmm. where the problem lies. You know, everybody ain't using it to be so, you know, trifling. Some people aren't wearing it to rag for a couple of days because they got to wear that shit for uh, 75 hours in order to get their wave pattern right. It happens. Right. Um, or some people, you know, are in the middle of getting their hair done. They need to run to the store and pay a bill or feed the damn kids or something. I mean, that's it true. I didn't, even, I didn't even think of it like that. Like, oh, yeah, people are ha- have their hair half done. Yeah. <laughs> so they can't leave the house because they would look even worse, worse if they didn't have anything on versus with the foil this in their head. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> so, but then you got those people, you know, you, you know, you know what we talk about. Mm-hmm. 
you know, you know, you got them for everybody got them friends. You be like, damn, bitch. <laughs> Again, I see your ass every day for about four months. What the hell is that? you asking too? What the hell is under that damn bonnet? What's going on under there? <laughs> to a Are hair show or something? Like, like, what's, what's up? What's going on? Oh, yeah, it was it was just a controversy that I felt was well for me just personally with a lot of shit. I feel like mind your business. Even if you're right, exactly mind your business. Like, this is unnecessary. Even if I disagree, I could wholeheartedly disagree with with what you do. But if I'm not your friend, if I'm not involved with you, if you know, if I don't know you, who am I to tell you that you wrong in life? Like. Everybody doing life at the same pace. People don't know. Ain't no handbook to how you should do life. And, you know, everybody don't have the same cards dealt. Some people don't give a fuck. And I can respect that. Like, who am I to tell people, like, oh, you wrong. This is how you're supposed to be shit. You know what I'm saying? So, I don't know. I just wanted to know because everybody was really talking hard about this but kind I, of shit. But there are certain places where I'd be like, damn, I want to tap the person on the shoulder. Like, this ain't binding friendly. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. I, like I um at work or whatever we um we work in two different settings and one of the settings is not very public you know you go in you do your job and you leave so you can you mm-hmm. can and you dress because to deal with messy situations and the cleanup and to, you know so dress like how comfortable you need to do to get the job done I get it but when mm-hmm. you do have to come into the main office. I'm not saying you got to dress like you're going on a job interview, but that isn't one of them times where you can take the bonnet off and not wear pajama pants with the hole cut out in the knee. You know, sweatpants and a, um and no bonnet would have just worked fine. You know what I'm saying? It, yeah, it, I'm because we're, I get it. It's, it's the professionalism not, of everything, yeah, and, and it's, not it's just, certain places. It's times and places for things. Yeah. It's not just us in the building, too. I'm like, eh. Now, maybe if it was just our own little building in our own little area that we, you're just coming in and we know exactly what's going on, but, you know, you're passing other other professions, engineers' offices, doctors' offices. It's like you're passing all of this stuff, and it's like, oh, man. But, again, I don't say nothing because that was your choice to come up here looking like that. They looking at you crazy, not me. Right. (laughs) It is what it is, shit. Now, if it comes to a point where it is, you know, it really takes a lot for even HR these days because it's such a liability to say about something about how anybody dresses unless it's completely off-putting, you know? Yeah. Gotcha. I ain't saying nothing because I do what I want to do with the dress code. My dress code said you just can't wear T-shirts with cuss words. Yeah. Did everybody <laughs> implied that you're supposed to dress a certain type of way. I, mm-hmm. They implied that I can wear whatever the hell I want to wear. Mm-hmm. <laughs> T-shirts with cuss words. I take my liberty. So, I got, I got a question. Let's jump back on HBCU campus real quick. What's your club number? Mm-hmm. Our who? Club number. My number. Um, um, for any of the organizations we front of? Uh, I'm doing what's, what's your Greek? What's your Greek number? Like, what's your club number? Oh, was that a row? Yeah. Is that what you said, Ava? Ten. Sam, you hold up one. Yeah, of course. One, one and only. One, one, one and only. Man, army. 
I'm a, I'm a, I was asking for which organization because you know I'm it's you know, a, yeah, too, that's why I was, you know, I MMT. Like I just want to make sure we was talking oh. about the same word. Oh, well, run them yeah. up. Which ones are you for all of them? I guess. I think I was three for for ego trip. I was. I don't. What was we? You crossed with me, my nigga. Like the fuck number was we and fucking that. That was. Sick. I don't even remember. That was sick. You was six. Hmm. It I don't was mine. It was six of y'all? It was eight, but I was six. It was eight. eight. We had like 14 at some point because there was people that did cross with us. We was deep as fuck with some sex yeah, was, Y'all niggas need to recognize. Hey, we was <laughs> talking about Lamar at the wedding because Marvin, Marvin, Marvin was there. But <laughs> And if y'all rode bus three to go to uh, Albany State. I just remember hearing uh, that story. Let's just say with the water bottle. Lamar made a yeah, the water bottle. <laughs> <laughs> I ain't gonna incriminate nobody. <laughs> but I was saying we were telling the story and Lamar got hit with a water bottle, but he stood there and took me because he wanted me hit with a water bottle. There was nothing going on outside of he hit somebody with a water bottle and he was letting them hit him back. That's all yeah. that was there was no band related incident. This was all personal. <laughs> wow! Between, this was one on one. If a real this a band one member one. and a non-band member, like this person was just going on a trip. <laughs> uh, I can't believe he stood there and was just like throwing the bottle. They hit me back with it. I was like, "That's how you want to apologize, sir?" Like, okay, right? <laughs> <laughs> so, you don't sit down. <laughs> Hey, since we have black bands, let's stay on that real quick. So I got, I've noticed a lot of things about black bands. Uh, and my mom, she, like, she loves black bands. So she watches it from a very fan standpoint. So one of the things she she thinks that is so hilarious is the fact that the the band is like, they don't play a song one time. They, they run through a song, they bring it back. Like, you think they done, they come back again. So... <laughs> She thinks it's so funny because when they bring it back, they all jumping around and everything. She she thinks it's hilarious. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> but it did bring a point though, because like what she said, like, no, you're right. Like black bands don't really play a song once. They gotta they gonna have a drum break and bring it right back. Yeah. Right, we do. I mean, what the fuck is the point of just playing a song once? If that shit hit, we bring that shit back the fuck yeah. in so we can repeat what we just did. Like yeah. Like certain songs yeah. have a certain energy, and those songs with that that energy that get the crowd lit, that turn the energy of the stadium up, we gonna bring that back. Exactly. Oh y'all like that? Oh y'all like that? Like you feel me? Like oh, let's right. See. Speaking of bands, like did I tell y'all that my granny watched bands? Like she watched, so she <laughs> she told me that she watched Killer Care Productions. I said, what the fuck? Did you know about Killer Care Productions? My nigga, like. You in your seventies, my nigga. Like, what you mean? Like, I, I know this man personally. What you mean? You know, she was like, "Yeah, I watched the bands, Killer Care Productions." I'm saying, what? what? So she watched bands too. She she into that shit. I don't know how she got into it, but she be watching that shit. So yeah, bands. I feel like black men are dramatic as fuck, and I love that. Like black people in general are dramatic as fuck to me. Yeah, and it makes it so much more fun. Like. White people, are, I feel like, aren't as dramatic. So it's, like, very straightforward. Like, yeah, this is what this. Black people are, like, so over the top. 
and that makes it fun for every experience that we have, especially in band. Yeah. Because we do bring that shit back. Like, we we know y'all niggas is feeling this shit, so we're going to take this shit from the top, blow it again, right. and if y'all feeling it even more, we're going to take this shit from the top again. You know? Yeah. It's an energy, yeah. I was about to say, it's an energy the, uh, the bands bring when they come. Like, it's, it's always going to exactly. be Exactly. It could be the smallest exactly. of smallest events. And we just bring that same energy. Uh, uh, y'all got any uh, topics, HBC related, not HBC related? Yeah, I got one. So, <clears throat> sorry, I'm taking over or whatever. I don't know if we talked about this last time. But what classics are y'all planning on going to? Because I know everything is kind of popping this, this year. I, I want to get some classics. And I feel like we should all hit at least one classic together. Yeah, and yeah, do a live podcast. I feel like I talked about Let's this, go. but I was also drunk last week. So I'm drunk again. Um, what classes do y'all want to hit? Or like just in general, like not even if it's this year, like what classes do y'all want to hit in in general? I want to hit all of them for sure, but uh, I don't care where we start at. I know for sure I'm, I'm going to the K-State, Central State one this year. But, besides, but that's just like, that's like default for me. So like outside of that, it don't matter wherever the location is. They have they allow people. We there. Yeah. What about you, Sam? Why I'm drawing? Okay, I'm about to say I'm drawing a blank. Um, I always want top two is. Um, I drew a blank again. Seven Wrestling Scrambling. Okay. Bayou Classic. That's it. And then mm-hmm. uh, Magic City with A and M and Alabama State. Mm-hmm. That's the one that's right the, there. That one that's that stuck one. out. I was say that one sticks out more to me. That one that came to mind when you asked that question, anyways. Uh, Alabama A and M, Alabama State. I want to go to that one. For sure. um, I also um, wanted to go to a Florida Classic. Um, I've been okay. waiting because I, when I want to go, I want it to be good from both sides. When that's uh, BCU versus Fam. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, I. Um, it's a dancing ass classic. Yeah, it really dancing ass Um and then, you know, the other classics are not. Um, they need to bring it to Detroit. What do I say? Fuck that. They they change every year. What I'm, that's what I'm saying. They invite different HBCUs. Okay. So, uh, you know, it all depends on the lineup. And if I've seen the band before, I'm going to mm-hmm. go toward the classic or the school that I haven't seen before this year. Um, I'm a fan of Jackson State, so I've seen them uh, multiple times in person. So um, even though I do, and I have been to with Brittany, the Boombox Classic, and would love to do it again. Um, well, that's another one. Yeah, I mean, it's been a while. Mm-hmm. That's back on the list. Um, <laughs> yeah, I definitely, I would want to go to Merck City Classic. I don't know if y'all know about Merck City. I think it's Texas Southern versus it's the Texas HBCU okay. that they okay. go battle. Merck City. So I was like, oh, that sounds like a cool ass name for a cool ass classic. But they go hard. So I would love <laughs> to go see them. Boombox, of course. I would I could probably see Boombox every year, honestly, yeah. because it's fucking Boombox. But also Bayou. Bayou Classic is definitely on my list because it's in New Orleans and because it's like around the holiday anyway. So it's like I'll have off. Like, let's go. Like okay. so. Um, and the Alabama State versus Alabama AM, Magic City. 
That mm-hmm. one sounds like it's going to be fun um, as well. So I'm down to go to any of them. If y'all want to, you know, I don't know which mm-hmm. ones are happening one. this year. We could put one together and we could go. We could do a live podcast. Well, I'm going to be drunk as fuck, y'all. Definitely coming out. So, I mean, yeah. it's a lit. I mean, guys, think about this, though. And, uh, it's going to be a lit season in the band world. So I don't think uh, we, we talked about it earlier on the uh, season, but uh, Florida A&M and Bethune Cookman have all both went to the swag. Mm. So mm-hmm. every weekend in Swag Nation is a great band weekend. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. might not be for the football team, but you can pick a you can pick a whatever weekend you free and figure out what's on the schedule, and you go find a good matchup. Okay, somewhere. And uh, so um, that was good for the HBCU world, though, because those schools were in Florida, and uh, they were. Uh, it was it was time for them to. to yeah, so it's going to be um, a good football season. A lot of new mm-hmm. matchups, and you know, and each of those schools come with one hell of a fan base. So mm-hmm. it's definitely going to be some good, um, good time, good football in the swag season. So you guys should make sure you check those games out and, uh, mm-hmm. and follow. And speaking of sports, shout out to NCAT track team dominating over the weekend over the shoot over the last few weeks and meets they've been having everything coming in first place top three um on one of the meets and everything so All shout right. out to ncat men's and women go Aggies. go Aggies. hey zoe i got a whole i got a whole segment about like i think this podcast turned up since zoe showed up right <laughs> no lie but uh, and then what y'all watching on TV? What's 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 being streamed? Netflix, anything good? Anything Lucifer. Good? You said who? Lucifer. <laughs> Lucifer. <laughs> I keep saying I'm gonna start that, but never have. Keep saying I'm gonna start. I keep saying. It's high. What's it called? Lucifer. Lucifer. That's starts in. I already know I ain't watching no shit called the death. Um, I've been watching The Shy. I don't okay. know if y'all fuck with it. Yeah. The Shy came back. Uh, that shit been good as fuck. It's I've been watching DVR. Cool Summer. That's good as fuck. It's on Hulu. Yeah, Hulu. Uh, The Shy is on Showtime. Shit is. If you haven't watched it, you need to get into it because it's really fucking good. It's on my um, DVR to catch up, and I'm I'm waiting to be able to sit and binge watch it because I'm a little far back in the, uh, the season before, and I don't want to, um, you know, mm-hmm. I want to go forward till I catch up. But I'm I'm watching old shit, y'all. I'm watching. Me too. Uh, I just got uh, checking out this uh, this Paramount Plus, and so I've been watching uh, the Real World Rose Wolves. Real World Road Rules Challenge All Stars, um, and hell, yeah, that's all I got time to watch. And it, uh, it's already pre-recorded, and I still can't make it through the season. But um, I'm catching up on that, and then um, you know, I watch Good Morning America in the background while I'm getting dressed to go to work. And then I've been on um, outside of listening to our podcast. I've been um, listening to a lot of true crime podcasts. Okay. I don't know why, um, but I have. So I've been on that. Um, 
that's something I can do outside of watching TV or listen to in the background while I get um, from the job done. And I can listen mm-hmm. to it at work and not be embarrassed when people walk in my office mm-hmm. and uh, start conversations without nothing. So. so, all right. So I think I've been watching, I've just been watching old stuff. Um, I just started, uh, what was it? I was just started with the Wayne's Brothers last weekend. So I'm just watching that over again. Forgot how funny that is. R.I.P. to uh, John Witherspoon. And um, <laughs> another thing I watched that really kind of, I watched it because my girlfriend watches the show. So I watched that Friends reunion with her. And what kind of. I watched that. I, I kind of cringed when they was talking about how they created the show. Because they really didn't. They really just tried to make it seem like they came up with this whole idea when they didn't. Well, mm-hmm. we know they didn't. So um, it was just very cringy because, like, they really didn't give, like, they gave zero recognition on it. They kind of tried to dodge it a little bit. But um, overall, you know, you know, shout out to the, the cast and the show, you know, for going on that long. You know, TV shows going on that long, that's, you feel me, whatever. But I feel like they had an advantage regardless. But shout out to them. Uh, besides that podcast I'm listening to, I listen to the 85 South show. I listen to that too. Yeah. Yes. I 85 is, is a come up for real. Like, I've seen them, their progression, like from when they started to now, yeah. like they just had T-Pain on the fucking show. That I was watching that great. last night. <laughs> that mess is hilarious. No, the one that had me dying was the one with uh, Kev on stage. <laughs> Uh, yep. Yeah. All that whole little Tony cool. the Baker or Tony Baker or whatever his name was. Tony yeah, all three of them. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Them niggas. I love like the '85 South show. Like I went to the one that they came when they came to Detroit. It was great. I had a great time. I was gonna go up there and get wild with them. But yeah, it was crazy. It's it's a really great show, and it shows like their progression. From where they, where they started to where they are now, so I yeah. think it's really dope. And oh, did y'all watch? Uh, I didn't watch it, but did y'all even see or hear about that Floyd Mayweather fight? Mm-hmm. I uh, I heard about it, but I didn't watch it. I ain't watch no, it. I, I wanted to see just highlight, see what happened, because I'm not that interested in it. Because like, I don't. I don't know. I did. It was just a money, a money grab for me personally. That's what I see it as. But um, I do like the platform where you know where you can have amateur boxers on there. I guess you could say. I don't want to see a yeah. amateur versus a professional boxer. May I watch like an exhibition of two old boxers, like the Mike Tyson one? It was kind of funny, but don't get me wrong. It was something <laughs> decent to watch. I mean, it was two people who participated in a sport. Now, this whole... Asia. I'm sorry, Asia. Did, what just happened? That is so funny. Y'all are funny. Y'all are funny. I don't know. I just see the baby go away and come back. I'm like, hold on. What just happened? Me and the baby was staring at each other all like this, and then she started flipping back, and she was like, "Oh, (laughs) (laughs) my bad." (laughs) What were you saying? No, 
What we talking about? Oh, we was talking about the uh the boxing shit. <laughs> oh, those are two boxers that um I participated in the sport, so it was a little bit more entertaining. Yeah. Like Floyd and this man, like, come on. Like who expected uh I guess some people expect a homeboy to win. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, he, he has a following, but I mean, I guess, but whatever. I guess you know what I'm saying. Like, uh, who was supposed to fight this weekend? Lamar Odom and fucking. Uh, they did fight. Little, the little boy from the Backstreet, not even the Backstreet Boys. Aaron Carter, the little brother from the Backstreet Boys. Oh, yeah, they fought. Like, like, come on, man. And then, um, what's his name? Peter Guns from Love and Hip Hop New York. And um yeah. and the, uh, yeah. the other dude from the Creek Squad is gonna be boxing too. Like, okay, so this is gonna be boxing. Yeah, man. Okay, like there was a thing when it was celebrity boxing for like a charity event or something like this. But all these people, like, okay, I don't know. I had to watch the fight to make sure that they was really either trying to box or this was just a stunt. Soldier Boy said he started celebrity boxing. I mean, <laughs> I just want to throw that. I don't know why. I just feel like just want to throw that out there because I, I heard that. I was like, okay, here we go. <laughs> so the boy back at it again with his shit. Here okay, so speaking of, speaking of the verses, though, let's talk about those. Like, I know it's Soldier Boy versus Bow Wow, and then it's Trina versus Eve. Right. And I forgot the other ones. Who y'all got, though, on the verse? Uh, even Bow Wow over Soldier Boy. You got Eve over Trina, right? Eve over Trina, really? I think it, I think Eve was involved with a lot of shit. Like she got a lot of features and everything. Uh, I don't see the thing is like I'm not. I'm not, okay, I'm, not, I'm, not, I'm not. I mean, well, you can have your opinion. Like, let I'm me not, not try to steer you away from no, no, your you opinion good. for this. Like Trina all day, my nigga. Like I'm not okay, well versed. <laughs> I'm not well versed on the in Trina and everything. I know Trina. You feel me? I know just the hits, so I don't know her like outside of that. So I'm just going with E because I know more of her songs. So it's like mine is like minuscule. So don't don't mind that one. Soldier Boy and Bow Wow. I'm just going with Bow Wow because. I, yeah, Trina is. Uh, <laughs> don't get me wrong, yeah. I respect it, but I just I don't know I don't know enough. No, that's I mean that's fair. Like I think I'm it's more, not to say that she we, gotta remind we me. all know the hits, but more Trina's men will probably know hits, more. Let's be honest. Yeah, <laughs> but because uh, Eve was more mainstream, but in the mm-hmm. versus battle, like people who know Trina and stuff that people, yeah, it's gonna be a close one. Yeah, um, I mm-hmm. just work in the. Um, I mean, okay, fuck it. I wasn't an Eve fan like that, even though I know her songs. I mean, it's just, I don't know. Like, I like music to make me feel upbeat. She was just, I wasn't. That shit was depressing. <laughs> I don't know what I, I'm picturing something in my head, and I ain't going to say it, but I'm Love is blind. I'm like, oh, this is sad. Like, okay, I got it. I never wanted to hear it again or watch it again, because who the hell want to be sad? But it was, you know. So that's just me. Um, and then uh, who the other one? Soldier. It gotta be Soldier Boy because Bow Wow is, is, you know, that's my little sister. Dude. You know what I'm saying? I mean, I ain't started listening to his music till he got older for real. Cause I, oops, slow down. I wasn't. Um, 
I mean, okay, here's my thing. Trina, Eve got hits. Like, let me be honest. But all of them, whoever the verses is, got hits. We're not yeah. going to sit here and act like they don't. Right. No. Trina got the hit hit, though. She got the hit that made, like, how people feel about Meg the Stallion right now. That okay. was Trina. She was, like, one of the yeah. originators. Of when you the go to the club today, ass. talk your shit then. All right, I hear you. Yes, she is like when her shit come on, motherfuckers know the lyrics. They acting crazy like that Meat Mill song that everybody likes to act crazy. Was it Dream the Nightmares? Is that the name mm-hmm. of the song where everybody likes to act stupid? That's how all of Trina songs when whenever Trina play, she's on that bullshit. Like she be having them hits. Like when it's Bow Wow versus. Soldier Boy, I feel like they two different types of music, in my opinion, because Soldier Boy, he made the hits that are like internet sensations. Like, I know he talk a lot of shit and he kind of corny with it, with the whole like, oh yeah, I'm a, I started this, but he actually kind of did. Yeah, like, yeah, no, we didn't start doing the, the the all the shit on YouTube until he hit some shits. And then I went and listened to all his music. Like, he got Don't, he got Kiss Me Through the Phone, you know what I'm saying? He got shoot out. You know what I'm saying? You like what? Like he got a whole era, like he like a, a whole, whole era, a whole of internet club era where we was yeah. like it was like 2007, and we was literally have to watch this shit on a fucking laptop. We couldn't even watch it on our phones yet. We had to like sit down on a laptop and be like, "Let's watch Soldier Boy. Let's type in Soldier Boy and watch <laughs> prank that Batman, crank that Yank." Crank that fucking Lion King and shit because he's turning all of that. But Bawa definitely still got hits, but he's like yeah. more like, it's spread you know, out. younger so I, up to an adult, you know? Yeah. Well, okay. Well, I just go, when I say Bawa, because I'm looking at when he first came in. So, like, I like, right. like Bawa kind of pretty much, I guess you could say, when Soldier Boy came out, like, Bawa was kind of like, he was irrelevant, but he was more. He was just like real obsolete at that point in my mind. But like mm-hmm. when Bobo first came out, like he was that little kid, you feel me? Scream tour and all that stuff. Right. Like he was a he was a, a sellout ticket and everything. So I'm like, I can't I can't forget that. You feel me? He came out with the CD that had the video game on it. You could play on the computer and all that shit. He, you feel me? Like he you feel me? I feel like he did his thing at No, that I'm not saying time. no no but, disrespect to Bow Wow, but again, like this is this is how I judge my verses. Well, both of them, Eve and Bow Wow, I'll put them in the same category. If you go to the club right now and they throw on a Bow Wow or an Eve song, you might, you gonna shrug your shoulder like, what the fuck? What's going on? Right, I got you. Yeah, no, I got you saying, yeah. Yeah, they must be taking requests tonight. (laughs) um, (laughs) But you go to the club right now and you hear some shit pop off from Soldier Boy or some shit pop off from Bird Walk or yeah. Trina. I got you. Clay, watch me it's, do my Bird Walk. Classic. This nigga was like, gonna get silly. Like, come on now. Shoot out, nigga. Shoot, yeah. shoot out, nigga. What? Like, I'm sorry. This nigga is taking the cake in and my hand, but it's yesterday. definitely gonna be some competition. Like, oh shit, I forgot about this Bow Wow ass song. But then when you play Soldier Boy, you like, oh, but he got them. He got him on this one. So it's just gonna be interesting. It's gonna be interesting battles from both because they all got hit. Honestly, it's just like who you feeling in the moment type shit. It's probably so. to a black wedding yesterday, and you know they play playlists for every genre for everybody there. I promise they play everything from Trina to Soldier Boy, but I did not hear one song from Eve, and I did not hear one song from Bow Wow. And I'm I done. I'm done. Stop there. Uh-huh. 
Ew, love. Listen, it's going to be an interesting battle for sure. We are Al Green. We are The Temptations. This was a great wedding soundtrack. Shout out to Ebony and Jason. But uh, I could, we are Biggie. We are everything. We did not hear Bow Wow, and we did not hear you. And I'm done. Yeah. Oh. Now we got Mickey Mouse. Y'all heard about that Space Jam movie coming out? Yes. I've been on it for like two, three years. Still waiting. Who in the meet? Who in it? LeBron. Le who? LeBron. Le what? James. LeBron James. Oh. Them little kids, LeBron James. LeBron James. Oh, okay. You know. Get <laughs> <laughs> Now, I know LeBron. Hey, yeah. that was from my yes. uncle in the background. Yeah, speaking of that, shout out to them getting kicked out the playoffs. Big ups to that. Uh, I think I'm, I'm going. I'm going with Brooklyn for championship. You said Brooklyn. I like that. Uh, I want. I don't know. I want to say Phoenix. I like Phoenix. I want them to go to the finals. I don't know they're gonna win, but yeah, I got. I got. I got Brooklyn taking the shit. I like them. They strong. They strong. I'm on with Brooklyn as well. Give my Bruce Harry a ring. Yeah. <laughs> Do it one time. Uh, yeah. I'm, never mind. I ain't going to get on Kyrie. <laughs> I ain't got nothing to say about Kyrie today. Or the Space Jam. I'm leaving everything alone. <laughs> <laughs> oh. All right. Before we get out of here, y'all got any shout outs, anything y'all wanna say? Any last minute things? Nothing. Asia, shout out to your business you got going. Shout out to your venture. Thank you, thank you. Y'all stay uh I stay black. Stay safe. And uh stay strong. And I wanna say I wanna thank everybody for joining me tonight. Nothing else. Uh, just make sure you guys share, stream, and subscribe to the podcast. And like I said, I want to thank Sam and Brittany for joining me tonight, Asia and Zoe. And nothing else, we're going to sign out again. Later, people. Peace.